You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Cardinals for Monday, October the 4th of 2021. My name is Lucas Smith at LJ Fastball on Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, that is located right there in the bottom it be your left-hand corner, maybe. <laughs> Backwards a little bit. But happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making Locked on Cardinals your first listen of the day. Cardinals have a regular season finale. Kind of a dud against the Chicago Cubs. The Cardinals fall two out of three times against Chicago. The last being a shortened game due to rain. Eight innings um, was played there. But nevertheless, the Cardinals are in a playoff spot. They're traveling to Los Angeles on Wednesday as Adam Wainwright gets to start against Max Scherzer. It's going to be a good one. We'll have preview galore breaking it down from every angle. I'll be talking with one of, if not both, of the Locked On Dodgers hosts coming up here in the next handful of days. But today we're going to talk about the series that was against the Cubs in segment number two. But we're going to talk about, did the Cardinals turn to the postseason too early? Did, did they... Did they rest too many guys too early? Talk about that a little bit here in the first segment. And then what did we learn from the Cardinals over the weekend against the Chicago Cubs? It might sound a little bit like of a bizarre question, a weird question. Uh, did the Cardinals start start prepping for the playoffs too early? They, they, they clinched with an Adam Wainwright start. And then you really didn't see a regular starting lineup for the Cardinals for the entirety of the regular season. Uh, even in the finale, you had Yadier Molina at first base playing uh, after O'Neill was subbed out. Kisner came in, Kisner caught, and Yachty was at first. And I think that there is something to, to talk about here of the, you don't want to rest guys too early. We, we've seen it, you know, in, in the playoffs before with, with other teams. In the 2006 World Series, the Tigers swept that series and had, a, had plenty of time to rest their players while the Cardinals were playing Game 7 against the Mets. And obviously that was a circumstance where the Tigers couldn't really control. You go out to win every single game. Um, but the edge was off, and the Cardinals outplayed them in the World Series and won it. The Cardinals are still one of the hotter teams in baseball, even with West resting most of their regulars for the last week and a half or so of the regular season. Or that last uh, two series or so, I guess I should say. But nevertheless, the baseball is such a muscle memory sport that you have to wonder, did Mike Schultz rest his players too much? This is a question that I think is worth discussing. I don't think the answer is an absolute yes or an absolute no. You still got plenty of reps for Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader. You still saw good things from Paul Goldschmidt hitting a walk-off over the weekend. Tyler O'Neill, who I'll talk about a little bit, winning player of the month. You still saw good things from a lot of different players. But it's just one thing that I'll watch for. Is that competitive edge still going to be there? Obviously, in a one-game playoff, it's going to have to be there or it's not. We're going to figure out pretty quickly on Wednesday if it's there or not. But I think that this team right now is still one of the hotter teams in baseball, but it's a balance of being a hot team in baseball versus trying to rest up and trying to be easy because the Giants, even though they won 107 games, had to play to the very last day to clinch that National League West division title. There's something to that of being competitive each and every day because that competitive advantage... The competitive nature turns off a lot quicker than it is to be able to turn that thing back on. But I think that the Cardinals, were, because they were able to be so hot for so long and having that pressure to win for so long, are still going to be fine. Like, I'm not trying to say, oh, sound the alarms. This is, the Cardinals aren't 
aren't prepared for the postseason. No, 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 no. Not not trying to, to do that. I'm just trying to bring up a, a discussion. But we did see some good things from the Cardinals over the weekend. Despite losing two out of three, we did see some good things for the Cardinals against the Milwaukee Brewers last week that I already talked about, including a Tyler O'Neill Player of the Month nomination and victory in the last month of the season, Player of the Month for September as he looks to carry that momentum into October. That's all the Cardinals are going to be trying to do. Even though, that they, like I said, they did rest their players an awful lot, they just have to take the September momentum into October. 12 games what the Cardinals need to win. A wild card game, three games in the uh, National League Division Series, four games in the National League Championship Series, and four games in the World Series. Four, one and three is four, um, plus four is eight, plus four is 12. 12 games is what you need to win the World Series in October. Pretty simple formula. What the Cardinals need to do is continue the momentum that they have right now in September with the 17-game winning streak that they had and continue to do the things that got them there. Don't be like the Cardinals offense like they were back in June of not getting, not hitting with runners in scoring position, not adding on when you got an early lead. Get the early lead, shut down on off the, the opposing offense, and continue to pile on score in two, three, four, five innings of the game, not just one or two. Put a crooked number up and then keep adding on. Put the pedal to the metal and continue. That That is what has been a difference in this Cardinal offense since September. And that is what the Cardinals are going to need to do to carry this offense into the month of October and into postseason baseball. Yes, I know the Cardinals had three games in October that everybody did. But the, the point stands is that the September run, that is what was the difference, was the offense. That needs to be carried into October if the Cardinals are going to have a chance because if their offense hit like they did back in June and even for parts of July, it's going to be a real quick October. And Thursday's episode is going to be all about how the Cardinals could have done more but did not. It is what it is at this point. We'll see how it goes. But we, we did learn some things about this team over the weekend in Chicago and there, a couple positives from this weekend from Chicago despite losing two out of three to the Chicago Cubs. So we're going to talk about that. And then in segment number three, we have a portion of the MLB previews, playoff previews um, special episode that was released today. You had a bonus clip on the Locked on Cardinals podcast feed, but if you want to listen to the entirety of it, head over to Locked on MLB. But I'll have the clip. Segment number three is a clip between Jeff Carr, Sully, and Jeff Snyder and myself talking about this wildcard game. So that'll be the third segment. So one, one break. Segment two is talking about the weekend series against Chicago. One break, and then the wildcard preview with Jeff, Jeff, Sully, and myself. So all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you how to solve a problem that most of us have. Most of us have one device to catch a game live, another to let a stream a favorite show. You're watching your highlights on your phone, and if you've got your neighbor's best friends, log in for the good stuff to watch. Well, I want you to know that there is a simple way to get all that TV together without the hassle, and it's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in one place. That means no more juggling remotes or no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content does vary by package. 
Locked On Cardinals listeners, I want to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL to get a bonus 25 cents off per gallon in your first fill up. That is up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Download the app for free and enter the promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who are driving a lot are making as much as two to $3,000 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back is added right to your bank account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free cash the free Get Upside app and use promo code BASEBALL for MLB. Get up to $0.50 cents gallon cash back on your first tank that is code baseball on the app get upside the only game the cardinals won over the weekend was the walk-off winner on friday cubs put up a three spot in the top half of the sixth Cardinals respond with a run in the bottom of the sixth with a large Newt Bar single. And then Paul Goldschmidt with the walk-off home run. This is a prime example of what the Cardinals offense needs to do in October. They got an early lead in the first with an O'Neill home run. They added in the fourth with another O'Neill home run. One to dead right, one to dead left. That man has power pole to pole. The Cubs responded with a three-run home run by Trace Thompson. Not his only home run of the weekend. But the Cardinals responded to that with a large Newtbar single, and then the Goldschmidt single later on. They scored in four different innings in this game. But the big positive to me, what I learned about this team, is that Dakota Hudson is going to be able to produce for this team in the postseason. He goes five innings, gives up just three hits, walks one, and strikes out four. Dakota Hudson is somebody who's been injured. The Cardinals are nursing a couple guys back to health right now, full health, with Jack Flaherty also trying to get back. But if you're going to have Dakota Hudson in the postseason and he's going to be a weapon for you, that is a huge advantage for this team, whether it is out of the bullpen or he's a piggyback or he's a starter. His role is TBD at this point on Monday, October the 4th. But we saw and we have seen this season that he still has the ability to get out. I think that his rehab, his numbers in his short 2021 season have been glorious, in my opinion. Because if you... I mean, I don't think anybody really expected much of him in this regular season, but in just two games, one start, eight and two-thirds total innings, gave up two earned runs, gave up just seven hits, struck out six. It's, you know, only eight innings, but a 2.08 ERA in his first season coming off Tommy John. Pretty solid, if you ask me. That is something we learned about this Cardinal team. Dakota Hudson is going to be a valuable weapon in the postseason. Something that, that I don't... Even early in September when you thought, ooh, the Cardinals might be able to make a playoff run, but I don't know. Dakota Hudson wasn't even on my radar at all for who the Cardinals have coming out of the bullpen, who their options as a starter, who is who are their pitching options. Dakota Hudson was not on that list. I think Dakota Hudson needs to make the postseason roster for that reason. He gives you another weapon. And if Adam Winnard needs a quick hook, you're going to have him and Jack Flaherty to go to, in my humble opinion. They both need to be... Um, starters, they, they both need to be on the postseason roster. And I don't think that that is very, like, shocking of anybody to hear that Dakota Hudson has pitched well enough to make the postseason roster as well as Jack Flaherty. Plain and simple. Those two guys out of the bullpen are going to be pretty, pretty deadly and pretty lethal for the St. Louis Cardinals. 
and they weren't really expected to be part of the postseason plan coming into this season. Dakota Hudson, especially as a starter, we've seen him being able to be stretched out, obviously going to five innings on Friday night, first start since 2000, uh, late 2020. He impressed. He, he, I know it's the Cubs offense. I understand that. His other start was also against the Cubs. I understand that. But he impressed. Dakota Hudson impressed, and I think that he deserves to be in the postseason spot. That was the only win for the Cardinals was Friday. Saturday, bullpen, uh, not malfunction, but bullpen letdown for the St. Louis Cardinals as they fall 6-5 to five to the Chicago Cubs. John Lester pitched okay, gave up a big home run, but Luis Garcia gave up the big ho- the other big home run in the bottom, or excuse me, top half of the ninth. Um, Thompson hit the one against John Lester. Uh, like I said, it was not his only home run on Friday, and then Ian Happ hit the big home run in the top half of the ninth to give the Cubs uh, their eventual 6-5 to five win. Uh, but what was impressive about this game, because we're looking at positives right now, K.K. Kim, he goes two solid innings, gives up two hits, a walk, but no more in runs. He was solid, as well as Cody Whitley, as he struck out two in a scoreless inning of work, as he continues to impress after his second call-up to the Major League roster. Offensively, it was kind of a dud. You had eight hits for this team. You had an O'Neill triple, a DeYoung double, and a Bader leadoff home run. Other than that, it was pretty pretty quiet on the Cardinal offense, but I think one thing we saw from Bader is that he has the ability to hit leadoff. Tom Yebbins should still be your leadoff hitter here in this postseason, but nevertheless, we, we see now that Harrison Bader continues to produce. Harrison Bader, I think, is closer to the player that we have seen in the month of July and September rather than the month that we saw in August. He's a dynamic player. 100%, no doubt about it, Harrison Bader is a dynamic player. On both sides of the ball, every level of the game, this man can play baseball. And that, that I think that has been made clear. He has proven himself. I think he's proven all the doubters wrong. He's proven me wrong. And not that I was a huge doubter. I think that I was hesitant. But I, he, he has proven me wrong regardless of, what you, regardless of whatever you want to call me. Harrison Bader has been impressive. Jake Woodford on Sunday. Had to make a start. He tried to be impressive to make a postseason roster. Did okay. Five innings, six hits, three earned runs. But we got to see Jack Flaherty on the mound on Sunday, which was, again, a nice scene because not only did we get to see him on the mound, but he went an inning and struck out two and looked really sharp. Again, proving my point that if you need to go Wainwright, Quick Hook, to Hudson, to Flaherty, that's a really, really tough one-two punch one, two, three punch in one game for an offense. Behind him, TJ McFarlane struck out the side in his scoreless inning. Alex Reyes came in the game, but then it was uh, called um, in the top half of the eighth due to rain, and they did not finish that game as it was marked a final in eight innings. But again, this this was the offense that was concerning to me was that you had the leadoff home run by Tommy Edmond. You had six hits in the game. That was it. Cardinals scored runs in the first and second and were not able to add on. And the other one in the second came on a double play ball. It was nice to see Mundo Sosa back this weekend. It was, you know, we would assume he'd be the starting uh, shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals. But nevertheless, the offense leaves a lot to be desired. So overall for the weekend against Chicago, in my opinion, we learned that Dakota Hudson can pitch in the postseason. Jack Flaherty is also available. And the offense just needs to have all the regulars in because we saw good things individually from the offense this weekend. We saw, not just not as a team, we saw good things the entire month of September 
on the offensive side from Tyler O'Neill as he is named National League's Player of the Month. He won Player of the Week a handful of weeks ago. Congratulations to Mr. O'Neill. He's he had a career year. There's no doubt about it. This was a year I, I thought this was more of a break, make or break year for Harrison Bader. Might have been a borderline make or break year for um, for Tyler O'Neill, but he made the most of it. In his month of September, specifically, he had an incredible month. 29 games played. He hit 303 on base of 353, slugging of 661. 11 home runs in the month of September, 27 runs driven in. He had 13 home runs in the last, um, in the September and October. He had two home runs in the month of October, regular season. Just an unbelievable month of September for the Cardinal left fielder. And I would be remiss as I close out this portion of the show talking about the weekend if I didn't talk about the ceremony of Mike Shannon. He was brought to tears pregame. Uh, they had a very nice ceremony for him. They renamed the KMOX broadcasting booth to the Shannon Broadcasting Booth. We can all have our differing opinions on whether or not he was a good baseball broadcaster or not, whatever we want to say. He means a lot and has meant a lot for the last 50-plus years to St. Louis, to the St. Louis Cardinals franchise. That takes dedication to spend one spot 50 years, without a doubt. He's a radio personality, radio voice that has been on airwaves for 50 years. Been part of the Cardinals before that on World Series championship teams. Congratulations on a fine, fine, fine broadcasting career to Mike Shannon. He's got some great calls in his in his uh, resume and his repertoire, um, and I wish him nothing but the best in retirement. Um, and if the Cardinals play any more home games this postseason, maybe Mike will be on the mic. Uh, I haven't really confirmed that, but uh, if he has called his last game, um, which would have been Sunday, congratulations on a great career to Mike Shannon for 50 years in the broadcast booth. So that's going to do it for this portion of the show. Take one last break, and then the last segment of the show will be conversation between Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers, Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds, Sully of Locked On MLB, and myself, about 10 minutes or so talking about the NOR card game. And you can be sure that there's going to be more NOR card talk on tomorrow's show and Wednesday's show. Trying to work out a time to get with either Vince or Jeff uh, for a crossover episode, so be on the lookout for that. I was going to share some top moments that you guys had, but Instagram is still down as of this recording, so I uh, can't get those responses, but I'll be sure to share those across uh, the show in the next handful of days, assuming Instagram ever comes back. But uh, we'll take one last break and then get into the wildcard preview. And it's talk, talk about Built Bar. They have so many delicious flavors that you can't go wrong whatever you pick. Or do you pick coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cooking and cream, or German chocolate, you will not be disappointed. My favorite flavor is the double chocolate. All these bars are covered 100% in chocolate, so if you can't choose, get yourself a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are these built Bars the best tasting built protein bars in the business, but they're healthy as well. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get the grasshopper cookie, raspberry, whatever you would like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team as well. If I haven't enticed you enough, 
I'll give you a discount as well. That's LOCKED15, promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. So they are incredibly tasty. They are healthy, and you will save money with the promo code LOCKED15. What's not to like about ordering yourself some Built Bar? So head over to BuiltBar.com right now and get yourself a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors, and you won't be disappointed. Hey, welcome back. This is going to be the National League wildcard preview. And Jeff, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but this does not involve the Cincinnati Reds in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm not I'm not mad at all. I'm just sorry that's Jeff, been happening recently. Jeff, I don't I don't know what I don't know. I know this is. segment is supposed to be about the National League wildcard, but this is actually an intervention. And for the intervention, we have invited <laughs> Lucas Smith from Locked On Cardinals and Jeff Snyder from Locked On Dodgers to talk about what I will – I'll just go out and say it. It's the single weirdest National League wildcard matchup I've ever seen in my life. And for that, I'm going to bring in Lucas Smith. How you doing, buddy? Jeff Snyder is in front of the wall of bobbleheads. Welcome aboard. Hey, thanks. Happy to be here. Cardinals are in the postseason, which I didn't think they would be back in June, so I can't complain too much. Back in June? Try the middle of September. Screw <laughs> uh, that. The, the, let me put it this way, because I keep what I call the summer score, where I keep track of since uh, Memorial Day, the days a team is in position for a playoff spot, that adds to your summer score. That's sort of the idea of it's Memorial Day. Hey, is my team in a playoff spot? You keep track of it. The Cardinals were a wild card team on May 31st and were not a wild card team again until September 15th. Seems about they right. They went all June, July, August, and half of September on the outside looking in. And not only did they clinch it, but they blew the doors off the dump and totally, by channeling the 2007 Rockies, totally destroyed any drama in the National League wild card race. What it looked like it was going to be a two-team race between the Padres and the Reds. And, oh, isn't it cute? The Cardinals bought, oh, they actually think they're going to do something. And suddenly they won. What? What was their final win total? Was it 90 wins? 91? 90 and 72. Oh, my. Yeah. 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 Did I mention? Yeah. So um, that, that's, that's something else there. Uh, meanwhile, the Dodgers, the defending World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers, put together the single greatest defense for a World Series title since the 1931 Philadelphia Athletics the, of, of Lefty Grove, Jimmy Fox, and Connie Mack. And their reward is to play a potential one-and-done game with the hottest team in baseball. Jeff Snyder, thoughts about your Dodgers? And the good news is they get to go against a pitcher who's 96 years old. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's, a, it's a quirk of the system and it, it's been this way for a long time. And one of my biggest pet peeves is people who are fine with the system until it goes against them and then suddenly they hate it. And uh, so I, I'm not going to rail against the system that's been in place for a long time. Uh, Dave Roberts said on Sunday, he said, uh, we're going to win the World Series, and we don't really care how how we have to get there to do it. So, uh, you know, once the Dodgers beat the Cardinals on Wednesday, it's basically the same as if they had won the division. 
uh, you know, other than not having home field advantage, but uh, I don't think that's that big a deal. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's never any fun to have to play one game for everything because baseball more than any other sport, any team can win any on any given day. And so, uh, but you know, that that's a flaw in the system, not a flaw in, in this year's implementation of the system, I guess. I have to give the Dodgers a ton of credit though, because I'm sure that means a lot to them. But, but when you think about the fact that they, they were so great this year and that the giants played on an absolutely unreal pace the whole season and the Dodgers basically matched them game for game. And you had a team that won 107 games and they didn't clinch until the final day of the season just shows you that the Dodgers were playing at an unreal pace. And I know everyone said, well, there's such a big budget team filled with tons of stars. They didn't get anything out of Bellinger for most of the year. You had the Bauer fiasco. You had Kershaw injured for a big chunk of the year. Mookie Betts was not an MVP candidate for most of the year. Their MVP candidate was probably Max Muncy. And and you had a stretch where Kenley Jansen was completely unreliable as a closer for a while. There were a forget, lot of things. There were a lot of things that went wrong for a team that wound up winning 106 ball games. Yeah, don't forget World Series MVP Corey Seager missing a bunch of time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a season of challenges, and basically what we saw was they tied the the franchise best record of 106 wins, 56 losses. You know the literally one of the best teams in Dodgers history. And that's with all this, this injury and non-injury related issues that they had to deal with all season. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty remarkable. And and the fact is if the giants had won 107 games, each of the last eight years, the Dodgers wouldn't have won eight straight divisions. You know, the, the, the only difference this year is the giants outperforming the Dodgers as a team. Uh, you know, uh, I have, no, no team is perfect. Uh, and, you know, if if you're going to deal with an imperfect team that doesn't win 162 games, this is about as good as you could hope for. I know we're not supposed all- to look at, I'm sorry. I just, Jeff, I'll let you jump in. I just want to say, I know we're not supposed to look at win losses anymore, but any team whose number three starter is a 20 game winner, uh, you're thinking, okay, yeah, any other year you lose Clayton Kershaw, it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen this year? It's like, oh, we lost our number four starter. I yeah. mean, it's that's the mm-hmm. kind of year that Jeff. I didn't mean to step on you. This is the next voice you'll hear is Jeff Carr of Lockdown Reds. <laughs> well, and and with all due respect to Sully giving credit, which I'm sure could be a sponsored segment coming up here shortly. <laughs> when I look at the St. Louis Cardinals, I look at the hottest team in baseball. And my first question, Lucas, is how dare you? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, my question is, what's been the biggest factor in this winning streak, and is it going to be something that is prevalent in this wild card game? Absolutely. I think that, you know, when, when you win 17 games in a row, a couple things are going to go right along the way. And th- this Cardinal offense, in my opinion, was the biggest catalyst for that. They, they average over five runs a game in this month. They weren't even close to that number in any of the previous months. You have Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Arnato, and Paul Goldschmidt doing their best impression of the MV3 that the Cardinals saw in the mid-2000s of Roland Evans and Pujols. Tyler O'Neill's having a career year. When, when you have more than one person in your lineup that can beat you, it makes that lineup deadly. I'm sure... Jeff knows that very well because you have about one through eight that can beat a starting pitcher. Early in the season, the Cardinals had Paul Goldschmidt, maybe Nolan Arenado, and that was about it. And then now later in the season, you have three, four, five guys rolling. Starting pitcher goes in the day and says, okay, I can't let this guy beat me. Can't let let this guy beat me. Can't let this guy beat me. Lineup just got so incredibly deep that you had to pitch to everybody. 
and the Cardinals were making you pay and they were hitting a lot of home runs and winning games just by, by outslugging teams, which the Cardinals have not been doing even in years past of division and postseason runs. Th- th- this team's offense is on another level right now. It seems like Tyler O'Neill is in the highlight reels every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was thinking about the beginning of the year, if you're going to write down who's going to be a huge factor in September in shaping the postseason, uh, I didn't. Tyler O'Neill didn't make my top two thousand <laughs> names there, and yet here we are. I'm not saying he's the MVP. I think Goldschmidt and the the run that he went on, where he was unbelievable, but it just seemed like O'Neill may be one of those spark plugs on the team mm-hmm. who just is in the middle of every rally. At least from this, from an outsider looking in and observing this, the recent winning streak. Oh, 100%. And he's part of this outfield of Dylan Carlson, Harrison Bader, and Tyler O'Neill. In my opinion, when they are at their best and when they're all going, all that, that's one of the best outfields in all of baseball. Every single one of them can impact the game on every single level, both sides of the ball, at a, at a high level. When Harrison Bader isn't trying to swing for the fences and isn't striking out, he can impact the game with his speed on the bases. Dylan Carlson has a great glove and arm and a decent enough bat at this time. And like you said, O'Neill is in the middle of everything. Even when the Cardinals were, were losing a lot of games in June, Tyler O'Neill made a game-saving catch against the Dodgers to rob Mookie Betts. All three of these guys, just not like I said, all three of these guys can impact the game at a high level. And Tyler O'Neill this season has been one of the outfielders that the Cardinals didn't guess right, but got right. Because you, you've got the Adolis Garcias and the Randy Rosarenas of the world that are leaving and making an immediate impact on their teams. The Cardinals were able to sit and wait with Tyler O'Neill, and he's rewarded them at bare minimum for one season. When you look at this team and Kind of talking about how good the Dodgers have been all year compared to how hot the team for the Cardinals have been here recently. The marathon of the 162 game stretch is who's hot at the right time. Is is this a dangerous spot, Jeff, for the Cardinals, regardless of Mad Max being on the mound? Yeah, I mean, I think what it boils down to is what I said at the beginning that Anything can happen in one game. I do believe, even with the Cardinals' recent hot streaks, the Dodgers are a better team than the Cardinals. I think if it was a seven-game series, I'd feel really confident. A five-game series, I'd feel pretty confident. A one-game series, you know, I, I don't, I don't think confidence is quite the word that I would use. Uh, but that has more to do with the nature of the baseball than, than anything else. Uh, I think the Cardinals are a really good team that uh, is is destined to lose a wild card game. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Well, look, at, I think this is going to be an interesting series. And here's my bold prediction. The Dodgers will beat the Cardinals on a home run walk-off by Albert Pujols. So that was my <laughs> prediction. Um, hey, let's give a big thanks to Jeff Snyder. And let's give a big thanks to Lucas Smith. We're going to be talking with Ben Kaspik who is the host of Locked On Giants. Remember the Giants? You know, the team with the best team in record of baseball. They have a can't cross oh. the top of our power <laughs> rankings here. Hey, thanks so much, and have fun at the wild card game. And, uh, boy, uh, what a weird matchup it's going to be. All right, thanks, guys.